0: They they say it's not about what you know, but who you know. And in this Proximity Podcast, we have a no BS approach. We're bringing you industry leaders with real solutions and real actionable items you can implement for your real estate business. Grab a pen and paper and listen in while we get up close and personal with some of the best in the biz.
1: What's up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Proximity
2: Podcast. What's up, Jake? Hi, Nathan Daniel. Good to see you today, sir. And it's great to
1: be back good to see you as well. Uh we have a uh, a big thing happening today, Jake, and I'm really really excited about it. You know what what's happening?
2: I do. I think we're about to make history we are here on it. episode
1: 5. Episode 5. So, here it is. The big announcement. We have our very first uh proximity guest. We're going to fulfill on our promise and bring Amazing talent and, and and leadership to our call today, and I'm really excited because we're going to be jumping in at top and talking about a topic, which is how to become a digital marketer in your real estate business. So, uh, if you're ready to jump in, Jake, uh, let's. I'm going to make the intro for our guest. You ready? Drum roll. Okay. So, I wrote something down so I didn't mess it up. But uh, we're talking about this. Um, this this guest has been featured on HGTV. Uh, one of the founding members of Girls with Grit Collective that just had an amazing event in Dallas, Texas, I believe. And uh, she she proclaims that she loves marketing, especially socially selling in the modern way. And we are extremely excited to have a guest join us today, Miss Jamie Tulak. Welcome to the
0: show. Uh, I'm so excited to be here. I'm just going to say, like, I don't have really cool lockers, but hopefully my background is all right for y'all.
1: It's it's pretty legit. I'm 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 a little jealous. I like I'm the first one of the bunch. What are you talking about?
2: I'm on a grainy camera. You guys are like professional status here. So
0: you like well, you can't really see my lights. I was gonna say you like my lights too, Jake. I can I I can get you some.
2: I need some purple. (laughs) I need some purple up in here. Help me out.
0: (laughs) Hey, thanks for having me, you guys. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I love the name of your podcast, Proximity, because proximity is power, getting in the right rooms, being around the big thinkers, surrounding yourself with people that are wanting to do big things and realizing that we can all do big things and pat each other on the back and continue to like elevate the industry together. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. And teaching others to just step outside their comfort zone. At the end of the day, that's, that's why we do what we do. And if we're not winning on that side, what are we doing?
1: That is spot on, and uh, one of the one of the main reasons why you're one of the very first guests on the show right here is is uh, we actually we 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 have this promise, Jake. You want to talk about the promise a little bit that we have? Mm-hmm. I think it, you just nailed it, man.
2: It's it's the proximity promise, and Jamie said it perfectly. The proximity promise is that we are going to bring folks like you, industry leaders, experts on subject matters, and put that right into the listeners' ears or right there on the video screen if you're watching this. Uh, that maybe you otherwise wouldn't have been able to to connect with or learn from, or you would have had to go to some big conference uh, to see and and listen to on stage, which is actually how Jamie and I originally met at a real estate all day conference down in Florida.
0: That is how we met. And it was really cool because when I connected with you, okay, I was kind of embarrassed, Jake. We were already Facebook friends. And I was like, and you knew all this stuff like, yeah, aren't you in Holly Springs? I'm like, yeah. And then it dawned on me and I told you what i tell you. I was like, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so sorry. Like I realized we're already connected on Facebook, but that was the first time we got to actually meet in person. And then I've been following your journey, but being able to hear you speak on stage and pour into the audience and and teach them, I'm like, this dude's legit. He's the real deal. And Mm -hmm. he's like got that servant's leadership heart that I do. And when you find your people, what do you do? You bring them in closer. So that is why I absolutely said yes when you asked me to be here because you're my people. I'm, I'm well, so happy.
2: You just redeemed yourself. I, I was a little, I was a little, you know, a little, a little mad, a little pissed <laughs> off. No, I'm just kidding. Of course <laughs> I it wasn't. It's like, who am I? I'm, I'm low man on totem pole here. And I am in oh, the presence God. of royalty. This is Jamie freaking Stop. Tulak here. All right. So no, it was great. And, and yes, you have helped me um, when you didn't have to, when I've reached out to you privately and I'm so excited to have you as a guest and others to learn from your wealth of knowledge. And uh, specifically today, obviously on the topic of digital marketing, because you've built quite the business there. So
0: Yeah. yeah, digital marketing is where it's at right now. And it's interesting because, well, we talked about this, Jake, I think there's a huge misconception, people think that if they're on social media, and they're putting stuff out there that they're all of a sudden doing like digital marketing, but but really like that's a huge misconception because that's not actually accurate. Right. You obviously have social media and you've got to use that. You have to like, we're in the digital age where if you're not, what do you you're, like? You're going to get left behind. Right. But there's that there's social media and social media marketing and, and all that. But then there's like this whole digital marketing aspect over here that is so much more than that. And I think that's where agents get tied up. They're like, Oh yeah, I do digital marketing. Like I, I don't have anything else to learn. And it's like, hold on a minute. Like, Let's talk about that. What, what are you actually doing to digitally market yourself in order to become five mile famous in, in your area? Because if you're only doing social media marketing and you're only doing that and thinking that that's enough to get by, you're, you're missing the whole target here. Like There's so much more outside of that that people don't really understand. So that's, that's where I come in. And I love helping agents become their digital mayor.
2: Well, I, love, I know anything, uh, I, Yeah, you, know, you call what I call there. Five
1: mile, mile there. famous. I love mm-hmm. that term. You like that?
0: Yeah, that's you like that. Yeah. It's good. true because you don't I think people think, Oh, I need to go viral. I need to put out content on on TikTok or Instagram and do all this stuff and do paid advertisements. And I need this stuff to go viral. When really that's not true. That if if you're actually focusing on what matters and pouring into your community and, and putting out content where they start to recognize you, that's when you become five mile famous. And let me give you a short, quick little story, right? I live in a suburb right outside of Raleigh. I moved here four years ago. Um, I moved here from California. I've been in, in real estate for 13 years. But when I moved here, I'd been in real estate for nine years. Didn't know a soul when I moved here. Um, we completely started over, had basically starting from scratch two kids. My husband wasn't back in the corporate world yet. So I've got the weight of the world on my shoulders. Right. And so I'm like, how do I make money as fast as possible? How do I get my name out there? How do I become branded? How do I put all of this digital content out there where people actually know who I am? So I started doing that. I started doing like uh, Facebook ads, Google pay-per-click ads, Instagram ads, and doing a lot of like low cost, high impact digital stuff. And it was really funny. I was actually in line at, um, the supermarket and this woman behind me goes, I really recognize you. Bef- Meanwhile, like this is before I even hit HGTV. Right. Um, so obviously she didn't know me from that yet. Cause I hadn't had my episode yet. And she's like, where do I know you from? You look so familiar. Like, did I go to high school with you? And I'm like, no, I'm actually not from here. And as soon as she heard me talk and I was carrying conversation with her, she goes, I know exactly who you are you're that realtor lady, right? Like I've seen like all of this stuff and then the cashier jumps in and she's like, oh yeah, didn't you just list that house on, you know, Abilene Court? And I'm like, actually, yeah, I did. She goes, yeah, I just saw your, your um, video advertisement. Like, you know, I filled out some information to get, you know, more info on that listing. And it dawned on me, I'm like, I am doing absolutely everything right and I'm marketing myself in the digital world and that's literally how my, my brand exploded and i became 5 mile famous that's all you need
1: okay that's all you uh, need. i i'm a, i'm going to officially make a motion right now that we change the title of this, this episode to <laughs> become 5 mile famous that is fantastic <laughs> i love it okay well um i, I love this this is going to be a great great conversation it is already um and if it's okay with you Jamie i'd like to really break this down like i'd, yep. re- I'd really like to get down to really a couple points like i want to talk about maybe mindset a little bit. I want to talk about like systems. If we can get into some systems a little bit with this, mm-hmm. I'd love the, you know, you just mentioned ads and stuff. Maybe talk about that, but also yeah. tracking some results and, and go through that. So uh, if, if you're okay to uh, yeah. get ready for it, digital, digital, get down and <laughs> get into the questions.
0: <laughs> oh my
1: God. <laughs> that just happened. It did. It did. My face is so uh, red right now. Oh. Anyway,
0: it was good. I'll roll with it. All right, cool. <laughs> let's, let's talk about mindset first. Yes, okay? because absolutely. I think it's really important. Um, I think that's something that a lot of people don't put a lot of effort into, and it's something that I think you two would agree with me that that's probably the first roadblock. That's the first thing that you need to really work on is realizing if it's to be, it's up to me. If this is going to happen, I'm going to make it happen, right? And. I think there's a lot of fear that agents face, fear in the market, fear with what's going on, fear that there's not enough deals out there, fear that who's going to want to work with me when no one knows me in this market, right? I could have said all of those things and I could have let fear cripple me and did absolutely nothing, right? But at the end of the day, your mindset matters. And who's going to believe in you if you don't believe in yourself first? Mm -hmm. So. I think that's the biggest number 1 takeaway for your your audience right now is you got to get your mind right and you have yeah. to believe that that you can do this and believe that you are worth every single thing that you want out of life but you have to be the one to make it happen. No one's going to hand it to you on a silver platter, right?
2: Especially if I may hop in here, especially I would assume Jamie on that on that same topic that when it comes to digital marketing and being that the mayor the digital mayor out there especially because of that, because the confidence to get behind a camera, the confidence to really be vulnerable, be vulnerable and put yourself out there where, you know, you got the keyboard warriors coming in and attacking you and maybe saying something about the shirt or the hat or the whatever you're wearing. So how, how did you prep yourself for that? Or, or are you just the type of person that doesn't really care what people think?
0: So the closer I get to 40, I'm not yet 40, but the closer I get to 40, the more that I realize what other people think about me is none of my business. Right. I think that a lot of people, when they hit their 40s, they finally realize that and they finally have the self-confidence to be who they are and roll with it. And if someone doesn't like your hat or your shirt or what you have to say, they're not your people anyways. And no amount of ad spend or digital marketing is going to get them to like you. And that's okay. And I think that if you can get past that and build tough skin around the fact that yeah you're gonna have some keyboard warriors just know that that's gonna happen it happens to me it happens to y'all it happens to everyone just know that it's gonna happen and just build that tough skin and realize like hey it's it's getting me some type of attraction here and sometimes when you've got the keyboard warriors your most loyal fans will hop in and defend you and i just let them do it right at the end of the day what what someone else thinks about me is none of my business so
1: So true. So true. Well, um, okay. So, so from, from a context perspective, I mean, I know you talked about it on the grocery line a little bit about um, business and all that stuff, but tell Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about how much business and what's your business look like right now, as far as it pertains to digital marketing and social media and stuff.
0: So (laughs) it's funny. I'm actually in kind of this segue. Um, Jake knows this about me. I've kind of built out this incredible audience of women in real estate all across the country and so really God's called me into almost a different avenue in my real estate career. Now I am still in production, but I'm not producing at the level I used to. I'll probably hit about 10 million this year, which most people are like, oh, I'd love to hit 10 million. Uh, you're talking to someone who's used to hitting 20, 25 million as a solo agent. So for me, I'm taking a step back, but that's because I focused on this other other part of my career, which is pouring into other agents, you know, mentoring them, teaching them, doing all of that. And so, but in terms of production, let's go back to when I was at my highest level of production in a new market, I had relocated, knew no one in my first year in that brand new market here, I sold 10 million. The second year I sold like just over 22 million. Some of that maybe was because of, you know, the state of the market and everyone and their mother was transacting, which is fine, but I definitely got my fair share. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, like Digital marketing works, and mm-hmm. you're not a tree. You can pick up and relocate and start over and be super successful using digital marketing. I think that's the important thing to know.
1: Okay, so from a um, from from that perspective, if you know we have listeners out there, and we're kind of talking about mindset a little bit. In your opinion, right now, like what would be the bare minimum? Like, what is something you should be doing at the very bare minimum on social media right now?
0: I think a lot of people. Well, let's let's take it back a step. You said what should I be doing on social media marketing? That's mm-hmm. the that's the free stuff. That's the basic, right? Like that's the entry level of digital marketing. You absolutely have to be consistent. Does that mean posting something every single day? Not necessarily, because if you're posting something that holds no value, then it's worthless, right? You need to be posting content that speaks to your niche audience. And yes, you do need to niche down, right? So whoever your client avatar is, Creating content that speaks to them consistently is what's gonna get you to your your end result of building a, a brand and a, a nice business. But there's not really like this number. Like, do you have to post every day? No. Should you at least post two, three times a week? Yeah, probably. I think where the magic secret sauce is, is posting content of value, right? That's gonna, that's like top of the funnel, right? And then they're going to start to follow you. And then you you put stuff in your stories that shows who you are. What's Who's that human behind that for sale sign? Show us what you're about. Show us like what your interests are. Show us a little bit more of your personal life. And I think that's where the connections are really made in the stories and in the DMs. So at the very bare bones, people do need to be utilizing social media. And that needs to be consistent. And the biggest question I get is, well, there's this big umbrella, social media. Like what exactly? honestly, pick no more than two platforms. I think people, when they start to do three, four platforms, that's when you start to get overwhelmed and then you do nothing. But if you're really consistent on one, then add another one and get really consistent on two. If you can get really consistent on two platforms, then add in another, right? I think that people think they have to be everywhere to everyone. And that's just not true. It's really not. You do have to have a brand. You have to have consistency. You do have to have some online presence, but that's the very basics of of the digital world is that social media consistency day in and day out. And I don't post every day. I post stories every day, but not like in the feed every day. Right. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: Can, Can I jump in here? So as somebody who truly, I'm not trying to play dumb here or anything like I don't know what I don't know. So when I'm hearing you, like my natural tendency is to say, well, it's social media, social media. And you keep course correct and saying, well, no, 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 that's a component of yeah. digital marketing. So for me, or I'm asking for a friend, what are, what are the components? Mm-hmm. Like what, what's the full okay. umbrella we're talking about here? So I know here's where I am on a map.
0: Yeah. That's so good. So, social media is obviously the bare bones basics, right? But when we're talking about like digital currency, digital marketing, there's so much more that's involved than in that. And that's like social media ads, right? That's Google pay per click. That's YouTube. I don't actually put YouTube under the social media umbrella. YouTube is so much more than that. And I think you guys would agree. YouTube really is a search engine, right? Just Absolutely. like people use Google, they use YouTube as a search engine. So, YouTube's another portion. And then doing um, online ad campaigns. And then another one of my favorites, I absolutely love this part, is creating some type of landing page, lead page, something that collects the data in exchange for value, right? I do tons of freebies all the time. And that's how I'm going to get people added onto my email list because email marketing is not dead. And you're talking to someone who has an entire email um, database, and you don't need this many, by the way. But within a couple of years, I grew my email database to over 10,000 people. Do you need that many people to be successful? No. You could probably do away with like 200, 300 really good emails on your email list. But that's like the entire huge component of of digital currency. Like, let's talk about that. You know, social media is just like one avenue.
1: It's an interesting uh, point. And what you just said, where my my mind immediately went to was, um, you talk about that five mile, you know, famous Like how many people are within you know if you're listening to this right now how many people are within your five miles and what if you had all of their emails like what would that look like for you and your business so
0: so can i let me add to that because here's the thing people just use social media as an organic platform they post content right but when i talk about social media too i'm also talking about creating those facebook groups for your community creating those Facebook groups for your neighborhood, right? And so there was already one created in my neighborhood. It was not created by a real estate agent. So for me, I felt like it was fair game. So I add value in there all the time. Um, I do events, like in-person and events, at least four times a year in my neighborhood, right? So for me, I'm combining the old-fashioned way of farming. I'm marrying that perfectly with giving them an asset of value, to collect their information and then running events like side by side, parallel to all of this. So that's my way of being able to give them a service, make those in-person connections and relationships, give them something of value in exchange for their information. So in my neighborhood, actually, it was just a couple weekends ago. I did our neighborhood yard sale, right? And so in order for them to sign up for the yard sale to be placed on the map for our community, I had a landing page, I had a Google form collecting their name, their address, their phone number, the names and ages of their kids, et cetera, et cetera. And they willingly give me their information because I'm putting on this community-wide yard sale. I had 80 households sign up for that in my farm neighborhood. You don't think that I'm able to now circle prospect, even online and put ad spend money directed to their email address, and they're not gonna see that? Of course they are. So they're seeing me in person. They're seeing my content. They're seeing I'm doing items of of value in their neighborhood. They're a part of the community Facebook group where they're constantly seeing me interact with them. And then now they're getting my digital ads. That's how you become Five Mile Famous.
2: I've always kind of said this, and maybe it's a thing somebody else thought of, but it, it sounds like it's digital door knocking almost.
0: Yes. Yes. It is digital door knocking. That's absolutely what it is. And it's kind of combining the old school way of doing things with the new school way. And at the end of the day, you guys know this, it's building relationships. That's it. So it's, it's fun. Actually, I'm going on a listing appointment tonight with someone in my neighborhood who saw my last two marketing videos for my last two listings that went live last week, this week and last week, they participated in the yard sale They participated in my fall monster mash dash, which is like a little 50 yard fun run for the kids in their Halloween costumes. Um, And they participated in my pop schools at the pond event where we get people in the neighborhood to just come and have pop schools and meet up and and meet your neighbors kind of a thing. And so this is why I tell people you may not get the results right away and that's okay. But it's like, they saw me at all these things and so when they were ready to transact and they see my online ads, they see my online videos, they're ready to transact, I'm their only option. Because I've stayed in relationship online and offline. Right?
2: It to me like it's you, you have this layer of, you're, you're layering, that's exactly what you're doing. You're, you're omnipresent, you're everywhere all the time to everyone, and mm-hmm. you've got a 24 seven, 365 storefront.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're seeing me all the time. They're seeing me when I'm sleeping. <laughs>
1: Well, um, okay. I, I love this, and I love the little kid fun run. I can just imagine all the awesome little costumes so running across. That. But that's we've amazing. done that,
0: yeah. We've done that three years in a row now, and it's always a great time. That's awesome. It's an awesome, awesome event.
1: Well, if somebody, okay, if somebody's just getting started with this, like, what are the key components that we need to make sure that we have in place to make sure that we're going to be successful with this? Because it's one thing to just go, "Hey, I'm going to go." What do you call it? Popsicles by the pond. Yeah. Uh, Like, okay, it's one thing to go, I'm going to do a popsicles by the pond, but I I bet there's more to it to make sure that you're sustaining that long-term. So what do I need to have in place for that?
0: Okay, this is good. This is where it gets really good because I think a lot of people have the idea, like I am going to do all of this stuff and I'm going to put ads online. I'm going to post it in my Facebook group. I'm going to spend all this money and I'm going to get people there, but they miss a really key important step. And that is a landing page to collect their information, which then you can target your email list and do some ads to that email list. That's why it's important to build out your email list, right? And, w- and we could talk about this all day long, a different, a different call for a different day, like CRM email lists and why they're both important. But at the end of the day, like no matter what event you're running, when you're posting it in those Facebook groups, when you're doing social media ads, when you're doing video content, inviting people to come to this event, you have to push them to a landing page to collect their information, to allow them to RSVP and sign up. And it's something as simple as, I just need to know if you're coming so I can prepare to have enough popsicles. Like that's it. And people don't question it. They're like, oh yeah, of course. Like, you know, and also it gives you an opportunity to collect their info, but then also have some swag in person to hand out to them and, and say, hey, thank you so much for coming. I'm so glad you signed up here, here's a popsicle koozie for those popsicles. And guess what? They're branded to me and they keep them because people love popsicle koozies for their kids, right? So it's like all of these layered pieces. And then guess what? I'm sending them a follow-up email saying, thank you for coming. Here's a coupon, you know, to the local ice cream truck or whatever ice cream place. Just tell them it's compliments of Jamie Tulak. And then guess what? Later on, when I have a new listing, I'm going to shoot some, some um, ad spend money to my email list and they're going to see it. So it, it all runs in tandem. It's like all of this stuff combining like new age and old age. But I think people miss those key pieces of having that sign up page, that landing page to collect their data. I think it's important. You have to do it because if you just post it, you just post that um, on the Facebook page like, hey, we're doing pop school at the pond and two, you know, two, two weeks from now, Like that's great. But like you're not getting their info right no way so, to circle so, back to him in the future yeah
2: yeah sounds to me like you're the ultimate repurposer it, it's like i'm gonna do one thing and yeah. there's 27 different touch points for me yeah. off of that one thing for as, as the quote-unquote excuse
0: yeah exactly you could and run an people- event
2: but you just ha- you just listed out probably 27 different times you get to interface oh with them or have a reason to reach out to them
0: you know what's funny you just said 27 times That is the amount of times you have to actually connect with people right now before they're ready to transact with you. So I like how you snuck that in.
1: Hmm. (laughs) That was not planned, folks. That was not planned. That's not planned. I'm
0: snucked. Who's coming up for that. I like it. Jake's a data nerd like me. Let's flex that.
2: (laughs) Oh, I'm not that smart. I didn't know that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So I, I love that. Thank you for, thank you for sharing that. And, and I love, I love the simplicity of it yet the, the execution of it. I, I still wonder too, like when you're at the event, is it just you out there? Do you have a team around you? Like, how are you using others in, around you to make sure that you're getting content, right? Like you're getting yeah. pictures or you're getting video. Like how, how are you getting that to happen?
0: It actually depends on the size of the event. So for the neighborhood thing, I had one other sponsor in the neighborhood that helped me run that neighborhood yard sale. But for something as simple as let's go back to popsicles at the pond, because we kind of um, dissected that one. Honestly, it's me, my husband, my kids, and maybe one other sponsor that I reach out to and say, hey, I'm doing this event. Would you like to help sponsor and get in front of these people? And they're like, yeah, they say yes, because I show them like, hey, my past events, this is how many people I expected. This is how many people signed up. And this was my cost. And so I'm asking X amount from you. And and when you actually have the data to back it up and show them what their ROI could potentially be, they're going to say yes. So I think partnering up with vendors um, in your local market who want to build the same thing as you and want to support your business and support your community at the same time, that's important. But really, like, I, I keep it small and intimate. I don't go super crazy. Um, you'll see my kids out there. They like to help me. Maybe I have them on payroll.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Right? Um, yeah. yeah
0: can, I keep it simple. Can I ask
2: a crunchy question, maybe? Here, uh, great. Thanks for the permission. Um, sorry, Nathan. I'm just th- throwing myself in here. Take so- it away. If I'm listening to this, I'm like, okay, I got the idea swirling. I, that sounds good. I want to do it. I get the layering, whatever. How do you go about determining, to whatever degree you're comfortable sharing, the budget and what allocation each thing, like Facebook ad, this ad, this ad, yeah. how do you determine the allocation from within that budget? And this is a long question, but then any sort of KPIs or how you justify a return on that investment?
0: Yeah, good question. Um, So you're getting really deep on this one. And hopefully hopefully the listeners can follow me. But I plan out, it's part of my yearly annual marketing plan from the very beginning of the year, right? So every like November, December, I set myself up for the next year. So this isn't something that I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do popsicles at the pond in two weeks. Like I've already have it budgeted. I know what I'm spending all throughout the year, number one. Number two is I actually have like an entire spreadsheet and ways to plan that right from like what are the materials that I need what do I need to do to market it and and figure out the actual costs and I think it gets easier the more that you do because you kind of can figure out how many people to expect I think that's where it if you're just starting out that's going to be hard to answer and tell you exactly how much to spend you're you're gonna have to just start and if you only have like a hundred dollar budget then work with that. And if that's your budget, then what I'm going to tell you is figure out how many popsicles you can get for a hundred bucks. You can go to Walmart get the Otter Pops. They're cheap, right? Then at the end of the day, figure out, okay, my hundred dollars, how can I make this stretch? How much can I spend on um, ads? Okay, let's put $25 to ads. Let's put, you know, 40 bucks to popsicles. And then whatever you have left over can be print material, material flyers up in your neighborhood, um, Google pay-per-click ads, stuff like that, right? But at the end of the day if you're like, okay, my my $100, I can only put $40 of that towards popsicles, do the math and figure out how many popsicles you can buy. And then what happens is on your RCP list, you can say max amount of people that, you know, capped out at 100 or whatever it is. And that's the easiest way to actually start an event. But in terms of KPIs and figuring out your ROI on, on all of this, it's actually this is a long game because it is relationship building and it is, you know, kind of building a digital brand to become five mile famous, but also getting in front of them and building relationships at the end of the year. I always look back and figure out, okay, every transaction I did, how did they come into my funnel? And I call it a funnel top of the funnel, right? How did they come into my funnel? And what was the, the last piece of communication they got from me that actually got them to finally reach out. And I have these conversations with people. I'm like, Hey, did you know, and, and here's the other thing, I collect their data and I have my email list segmented so I know all the segments they're in. I know if they went to my Monster Mash Dash in 2020. I know if they went to my popsicles at the pond. So I know all of these things based on the segments um, and their email list on what events they've done with me. Does that make sense? And so I can already see like, okay, I spent this much at that event, this much at this event and they've gone to all of these things. I have them on my reminder media neighborhood magazine list. So they're getting that, you know, once per quarter. And I can figure out exactly how much I'm spending and how they've been interacting with me until they finally decide to jump all in and do do a transaction with me. So I can figure it out, but that's where the data comes into play. And you guys have to be tracking your efforts, what you're spending, and how you're you're connecting with these people throughout, you know, your relationship with them. And that's the thing. I think a lot of agents don't do that or at least they don't do it well enough.
1: So right? smart. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking about the segmenting. So you're hitting them for every time mm-hmm. that they interact with you. They they're put into some category of some kind, some segments. So,
0: gosh, I'm giving away the farm right now. <laughs> I use flow desk. I use flow desk. And the reason why I use FlowDesk desk is because it will auto segment them based on how you set something up. So if you set up, I can't get into the weeds. This could be a whole other call just on how to utilize email marketing and Flowdesk and all that. But essentially it segments them out for you. So I can see like, okay, I named it, you know, five different segments, the popsicles at the pond, the monster mash dash, the fall fest, um, the yard sale, or they came to mom and me pictures, right? All of these things that they do when they sign up, it puts them in the segment. But when I look up their email address in my email database, it'll show me all the segments that they're actually in. Cool. So okay. that's why, that is why I am a firm believer that your email list is not actually your CRM. It's an email list.
1: That's real. Okay. Thank you for going deep with this today. I really appreciate it. I know, I know all the listeners out there do as well. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: I'll bill you $500 yeah. later for yeah. that. Well, I'm, kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm happy to help and like share a little bit of knowledge because cool. well, I think I mean, marketing most, is something I love. So most
2: podcasts and trainings, they never get to this stuff. And that's yeah. why we say this is no BS. Like we want to get to the crunchy shit stuff yeah to whatever degree of course you're willing to share and i i yes thank you for that i'll mm-hmm. let nathan continue with yep. questioning here
1: but no well i, I mean it's it,
0: getting good this is yeah, good y'all
1: it is so good and and i it's know like we an
0: can open call right here right now what yeah. else do we got <laughs>
1: yeah. well i know we have um I, and we could keep going with this I, this is such a deep topic and and we can keep going with this but um let's talk about ads for a little bit like Are you finding that there are any particular ads that you're running consistently or have run in the past that that you're like your go-to kind of ads?
0: There are so many ways to run ads and there's not one size fits all, especially depending on somebody's niche. Like what is their purpose behind your ad? Like you got to figure out what your marketing purpose is and kind of break it down, right? Because this is like a huge topic too. I'm like trying to figure out how to articulate this. Basically, at the end of the day, what's your objective of the ad? Is it just to get more views, right? Because if you're doing a video ad and you're just trying to get more views and, and the way Facebook and Instagram rates that is if someone watches it for three seconds then they go on that count, right? And you could have like 10,000 video views. You know, the cool part of that is now you can retarget them with a new video. Everyone who watched that video for at least three seconds, I can run another ad with another video and, and hit them with that. So they're seeing my face all the time and I'm retargeting them. Right. It's, it's like the new way of circle prospecting it, it, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it just really depends on what your ad objective is. Um, there's not one size fits all. So I know that was kind of vague, but that's it's, okay. I mean, that's, that's my answer. That's
1: good. Yeah. Um, and I know you mentioned, there's so many different places where you can do this. I mean, obviously, Meta, like business and stuff. You can Mm -hmm. do it on Facebook. You can do it on uh, Google pay-per-clicks, ads. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to run ads, first and foremost, you've got to find your purpose. What is the purpose of the ad? What is the result that you're chasing? What's the the result audience? audience. And your niche audience. Yeah, Yeah.
0: your niche audience. Like, who are you talking to? Because here's the thing. This is another huge misconception about digital marketing and and ads. People think, oh, this is going to instantly bring me somebody. That's not true. Like, If your objective is, something specific maybe but really like these are top of the funnel people and how dare you automatically think that you're gonna transact with them that's bringing them into your funnel and how are you gonna provide value and serve these people for them to be willing and ready to actually have conversations with you that have anything that pertain to real estate
1: so it sounds like to me what if I could sum this up like I love I love I'm a, I'm a big funnel I believe the funnel top too. of funnel stuff I love that I'm, and I
0: Nerdy, I'm getting real nerdy, and I love it.
1: Yeah. you both are click funnel geeks. I know. Yeah. That, like, yeah. yeah. So know yeah that. Totally. Um, what I what I love about your your philosophy here is is you're you're yeah you're going out there and you're farming and you're you're planting seeds with people to come into your world, but then you're you're really taking your time to engage with people, and and it sounds like you're okay with that, like really letting mm-hmm. them kind of see behind the behind the curtain, if you will, to who you are. Yep. And allowing them to really engage with you to a point of, I'm ready to have a conversation. Like that's so. Yeah. I really. That's what I've been hearing in our conversations yep. so far.
0: Twenty-seven touches, too. By the time they're actually ready to transact. It's crazy. It's a lot. That's awesome. That's in the last two years, it was five. So that just tells you, the last two years you could have five conversations and they were ready. Right now, it's minimum of twenty-seven.
1: Well. Uh, And I'll throw this one at Jake, actually, Jake, we were having a conversation the other day about, um, I think it was like a Maxwell uh, story or something like that, where they were talking about the state of where we're at today and actually having to work, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's not, it's no longer like, (laughs) yeah, it's no longer like going out there and like pulling stuff anymore, is it?
0: Yeah, but we know that yeah. brand new baby agents—they probably thought the last two years that that was normal—and it's not. It's hard. This industry's hard. You gotta work it, and you gotta work your relationships. I know mm-hmm. Jake knows this. I know he's—he's he's huge at building relationships. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: what is um, what is a, a roadblock? What is an obstacle? What should? What's the booby trap that somebody should not go down? And you're waving the towel, say, "Don't make this mistake. I've made it for you." Is there anything that may come to mind?
0: Yeah. Don't just put ad spend money out there just to put ad spend. Like don't waste your money if you don't know what your objective is. Because I think a lot of people, are, oh, I'm doing everything right. I'm doing Facebook ads like this Jamie girl told me to. Well, let's break it down further. What like what was your objective? Is it video views? Are you trying to get them to fill out a lead form? Are you taking them to a landing page where they fill out a lead form? Are you pushing them to your website? You always have to have some type of call to action follow up. You can't just spend money to spend money because literally, you're just burning money at that point. So that's one more
2: thing. thing. And I know I know you too, Jamie. So this is years of experimentation, trial and error, money, conferences, books, audios. So if there was one it like, let's say I'm a listener and and you've kind of convinced me like, yes, I want to I want to do that. Do you have a favorite book or a favorite resource Mm. convention that you might say you gotta you gotta go here?
0: Gosh, I knew you were going to. I'm a book nerd. I am a book nerd and I'm constantly reading books about marketing and it goes back to click funnels. If you want to know if you do want to know anything about landing pages, click funnels, all of this nerdy stuff that Nathan and I are talking about with top of the funnel and dot com secrets is, is the one. But, but it doesn't stop there, right? He's got his, like, cookbook. So if you guys don't know Russell Brunson, like, he is the man. I love his community. Just like the Locker Room, your community is amazing. I love ClickFunnels commu- community. Like, they call themselves funnel hackers. Honestly, any book that they put out that has anything to do with marketing, read it. Eat it up. Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So. That's well, funny. You, yeah. you set me up for that. And I didn't even know Nathan turns around and whips out his book. Like, right all right, <laughs> you're my yeah.
2: I mean, it's worked for you, right? Like we've t- spent this whole time uh, discussing real estate business, but yeah. give a quick plug for Girls With Grit. Like, I mean, oh, you've built a sizable you. community and yep. ha- you've, I assume, followed the same pattern of behavior to help grow that yeah.
0: organically. Yeah. Um, myself and my two business partners, Tara McCarthy and Lauren Rocco combined our co-founders of Girls of Great Collective, which is a um, community for women in real estate all across the country. And we've really built this from the ground up in less than two years. We've built it to a community of nearly 15,000 women. Um, we also, like you guys, have a coaching program. We have one-off products and stuff like that. But really, it, it all starts with the community. And it's been something that's been amazing. I never ever thought that I would build a multi-seven figure business from just doing the right thing and, and sharing my heart, which is so fun
1: awesome yeah well um all right i am gonna i'm gonna call it and say let's we're gonna wrap this and just jamie thank you so much for being here for being the first guest on the proximity podcast i think uh you absolutely crushed it and nailed it so thank you for for everything that you brought today so
0: oh thanks for having me y'all it was a pleasure
1: Well, um, all right. That's a wrap for today. Uh, If you want more information on how to get with Jamie, we're going to make sure that we put it in the comments in the section below. So uh, if you want to get in touch with her, you absolutely can. And just make sure that you go out there, you increase your proximity each and every single day, and uh, be sure to tune into the next episode. Catch you later. See ya.
2: Thanks for listening to the Proximity Podcast. We hope you'll implement the real solutions and real action items into your real estate business. Share and
0: subscribe to get updates on new episodes and join us on Facebook where industry professionals go to collaborate. Don't forget to hit us with your feedback and likes. We'd love to hear from our raving fans. Until next time!